You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We want you to get the job. We want to be finished with casting that character. We want someone to come in and blow our minds and say, wow, where have you been? Or thank God. Hello, you are listening to Audition Secrets, the podcast. I'm Justin Guarini, your host, and I'm also very excited that you are here. Thank you so very much for tuning in. It has been an awesome few weeks as we've gotten this podcast up and rolling. You have listened, you have downloaded, and I cannot thank you enough. It means so much to me that you are here supporting not only yourself, but this podcast and the community of performers and auditioners as a whole. Uh, we got a great show for you today. Tony Award winning multiple Tony Award winning producer Robin Goodman is stopping by and we have a wonderful conversation with her. I'll get to that in just a second. But before I do, I want to do a little bit of housekeeping. I love to mentor and coach and help people through their auditions. And I also really love to just answer questions. And I'm so surprised by the questions that people ask me. And so this Thursday, I'm going to do a Facebook Live on my page, the Justin Guarini page. And it's sort of like an AMA. You can ask me anything about my career, about auditioning, uh, the things that you've wanted to know about the behind the scenes techniques and strategies to really nail auditions. I will be available to you. So all you have to do is go to my Facebook page, that's Justin Guarini, and look for the little link that says, hey, there's an AMA happening on Thursday. Go there, click on it so you can be notified when I go live. And I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait to answer your questions. I really love doing this stuff. All right, without further ado, let's get to the show. My guest today is theater producer Robin Goodman. Not only is she won one Tony Award, she's won multiple Tony Awards for her shows in the Heights, Avenue Q. She was also a producer on Hamilton. Maybe you've ever heard of that show. Hmm. Just one of those small properties that comes and goes on Broadway. Anyway, she's lovely. And a couple of the takeaways from today's show are not being yourself. We talk about how not being yourself in the room will not get you the job. There are a lot of people who like to walk in as the character or pretend to be someone or something other than themselves. And we really dig into that. What is the difference between casting a star versus discovering a star? Robin Goodman is one of those producers who really loves the casting process and likes to be front and center and really work with the people in the room. And also she talks about what makes a star a star. And she shares with us one thing she wishes 
all actors knew. So make sure that you listen to that. Stay tuned because there's so much great stuff coming your way. All right, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, the wonderful, the lovely and talented and whip smart Robin Goodman. I just want to begin at the beginning. A lot of the things I teach people uh, about is how to just walk into an audition room and how that can make a huge difference in the way that people do that. So you spent a lot of time in the casting world. Um, and what I want to know from you is what is the single worst thing an actor can do in the audition room? Well, I would say not be themselves. Hmm. Or joke around, try to be cute. Unless you know the people. If you know the people, that's a whole different story. But I think that what you, you have to walk in as yourself, even if you're playing a character. Don't walk in as a character. Show them the magic of creating the character. Um, and just be friendly and seem like a good person to work with. Because, you know, if we get people who do a song and dance before we even ask them to audition, sometimes we think, whoa that person's going to be a handful, you know? So, <laughs> so just be your nicest self and, and uh, bring your own uh, energy into the room and don't try to do anything until you start acting. I know that you can smell BS coming like a mile away. As a casting director, or as someone who's in a position of casting, you can really, you can really tell from what, like the first 30 seconds if someone's being authentic? Pretty much. You can tell if they're sticking it up or if they're uncomfortable or they didn't read it before they walked in the room. I mean, you can tell everything pretty yeah, much. How does that, in, in your mind, as someone who's in the process of casting, how does that set them up? Not well. It's, uh, <laughs> That's a pretty, pretty good way of putting it, right? Yeah, not well. You know, I, I always prefer when actors learn the science, if they can, if they have the time, mm -hmm. or at least are very familiar and have made some choices. Sure. Because, uh, I mean, so much of who you are as you walk in the door is what's going to get you cast, mm. but your acting will just make it the home run. And so if you come in and the director often says, is there anything I can tell you? And if it's a complicated scene, yes, if, but often people say, and I really appreciate it, let me just try it. And then if it's not what you want, you know, tell me. And I think that's good because that means they've made choices. Right. And they're familiar with it. Um, and then a director can work with them and find out if they speak the same language. Yeah, great. Now, what is, you know, we talk about coming in and being yourself and really knowing the sides and all those things that we're, we're really taught in school to do, but about the variables, the things that you kind of can't control when things go wrong, what is one of the craziest or wildest or funniest things you've ever seen happen inside of an audition room? Oh my God, in an audition room? Uh, well, I, I always love it when people sing a song that I've never heard before and makes me laugh. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, because it's entertaining. If you can entertain us, because, you know, we're sitting there all day seeing the same scenes over and over and over. So if there's a way you can, I mean, I, I love when we're doing uh, Dial in for Murder right now at, at Bucks County. And I love when people can find a laugh in the scene. Mm. And find something funny, even though it's suspenseful and there are characters that are truthful. They find a way to spin something that shows them, shows us that they have wit. And I love actors who have wit. They make really good choices. Yeah. What 
I, I, what I really would like people to know is, you know, we come into the casting room or the audition room and we have all this pressure that we put on ourselves and that is on ourselves. We want to get the job, but I want to give people a perspective from the other side of the table. What are the pressures that a casting director or a producer like yourself, what are the kind of pressure that they're under? Uh, because we always think about us, we think about us, we think that, you know, it's almost like we're on trial and then, you know, the people on the other side of the table are just judges and then they, you know, they bang the gavel and then it's next case. Next? Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's not necessarily that way. Casting directors and producers are under their own sets of pressure. Can you talk about that? Yeah, I mean, honestly, we want you to get the job. We want to be finished with casting that character. We want someone to come in and blow our minds and say, well... Where have you been? Or thank God, or, you know, I mean, we are, especially the casting director, because they want to get out of there as fast as they can. Why? Why? Well, because once it's cast, then, you know, they've earned their money, they move on to the next thing, you know? They not get paid until it's, it's cast? No, they're paid before, but, but really, it's, it behooves them to show you that they're bringing in just enough actors that you can cast the role. Right and, right. and you don't want to, I have sat through days where I think, what is this casting director thinking? None of these people are right for the role. And uh, so they're on, they're auditioning too, in a way to say, I get this. This is what you're looking for. And, you know, uh, you know, often many, many times they're correct. And sometimes I have to say, why don't we see that person for the other role? Or why don't we make Rob McClure Princeton instead of the secondary character or, you know, what are the politics on your side of the table that a lot of actors don't know about? I can only speak personally, but I am very, very involved in casting. Mm. And I have been known to say no or to more likely talk them out of somebody if I think they're not the best person for the role. But I think I've earned that position now. At the beginning, I'm not so sure. Mm. But every once in a while, there'll be someone with a lot of money in the show, uh, or who's writing the show or something, who has some say, who will just throw out a famous person's name who's not right for the role. Mm -hmm. You know, and you, ha you have to explain to them that they're not right for the role and uh, in a nice way so it doesn't embarrass them. Well, right, and it's such an easy trap to fall into because of when course. you start casting, I mean, you want to make sure that you're, because it takes so much time and money and everything just to get a show into a theater, yes, much less well, successful on Broadway. You know, it, it's never good. You, you know, you if you can get a star, you must. Yeah, and, sure. Uh, it's frightening because things cost so much, and stars sell tickets, obviously. Right, right. Um, but my favorite things have been when I've discovered made stars. You know, mm -hmm. discovered people who become stars, and yeah, I, so what I is it? A hell of a lot more fun. Yeah, I'm sure it must be. Now, what is it that you've seen over the years, speaking of stars, what is it that you've seen that when they're either on their way to being a star or they're already a star, what are the sort of either habits or things that they will do inside of the room that set them apart? I mean, besides just general raw talent, I mean, what is it that makes someone a star or makes you sit up and go, this person could be a star? You know, that's hard to define because, yeah. I, I mean, I can tell you in particular people what they have, but sometimes it's just a way of looking at the world that's just different than everybody else's, mm -hmm. that they're not straight on things, they're not on the nose in any way, that they see the world in some kind of way that, 
that uh, sort of uh, exposes their humanity or our humanity, our common humanity. Um, or, you know, it depends what you, I remember Rob, Ron, Rob McClure always comes to mind because he had been working at Paper Mill and then he was playing uh, the supporting role in Avenue Q. And I just remember watching him. And I said, why am I watching him? I just can't take my eyes off him. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Mm-hmm. Because the energy and the, and the joy he brought to the stage, and still does, by the way, yeah. uh, was just so, it was, it was infectious. Mm-hmm. So that's what made him a star. But then there's uh, Santino Fontana, who I did a little play with, and I said, God, that guy's interesting. He's so complicated and smart. His, his attack on the material is so smart and different than everybody else's. And, and uh, he also always draw, drew me in. You know, that's why directors say, make the audience come to you, mm-hmm. don't go to them. In a musical, sometimes you have to go to them. You know? Oh, sure. You know, but, yeah. um, but it's a kind of confidence of, of the person you are. And the, and the ability to have have a point of view on the on the words and the music and everything else. Yeah, you need I mean, a point of view. Even. I mean, if you see Kelly O'Hara and then Marin Maisie in in uh, in King and I, mm-hmm. one song was funny, one song was not. This you know, uh, totally different people because they're both stars uh, bring a to- another sensibility, but they have a point of view on the world. The question I like to ask performers is, have you ever walked out of an audition room and said something to yourself like this? What just happened? That was terrible. I feel so unbelievably confused right now. Well, believe me, I have walked out of audition rooms and felt the same exact way. And one day I just got tired of it and I started doing research, talking to my coaches and asking myself better questions and finding a better way of going about auditioning and trying to make it fun. And guess what? I found success. And then I started sharing that knowledge with my friends and some students and they found success in their auditions and in their careers. And so what I want to tell you today is I am opening up a limited number of slots for private one-on-one online coaching with me. That's right, you can go to auditionsecrets.com, click a few buttons and then schedule some time to have one-on-one private coaching with me where I share my wisdom, my knowledge, and I tailor it specifically for your needs. We break down your audition, the mindset of auditioning, and we address and correct your biggest concerns around auditioning. And then we go and we work on the song portion of your audition together. We work to make the material shine, to make you shine with my signature technique called the triple threat technique where we break it down, we dissect the material, we connect you to the material and then we project the material together to make it just shine, to make you look awesome, to make you feel awesome. It's 60 minutes of fun, growth, and just an awesome time. And I want to get you results. And I've gotten results for some other people. Um, Jenna Propato, Mia's mom, said, my daughter got a bigger part than what she auditioned for. Every session brought more and more value. My daughter found Justin exciting and exuberant. Everything was valuable and fun. She got a bigger part 
than what she auditioned for. Or there was my other student, Leandra Hill, who said, great audition guidance. I'd work with Justin again and again. Rather than highlight my weaknesses, Justin gave me the tools to address them. Being coached by him is like working with your favorite mentor. He's a great communicator, efficient and kind. I'd work with him again and again. And you know what? I'm just so grateful to Leandra and to Jenna and to Mia. I love, love, love coaching. I love seeing the light bulb go on above students' heads. And I would love to have the honor and the opportunity of coaching you through your next audition and any audition you want me to coach you for. It's almost like the more the actor knows themselves and, and the more you can find out about yourself, the more that you can bring that to the role. And it's less about playing a character, but how the character plays on you. Absolutely. I mean, I remember when you came into the new world and... Uh, it was it was so uh, energizing to the cast because that's exactly what you did. You just brought Justin <laughs> and Justin's truth and sense of humor and gorgeous voice and all of it and just poured it into that character. That's what makes you a star, really. Thank you very much. I mean it. For you, that means a whole lot. Coming from I mean it. Very much. So if, last question. If there was one thing you would want either with your producer hat or in the producer casting producer sort of role. If there's one thing that you would want all actors to know and just really get into their bones and understand that if it would make their job easier or your job easier, everyone's job easier, what would that be? You know, I was an actor for 10 years, so I know the pain and suffering of going to auditions, feeling you did a great job and then not getting the part. And it happened to me many times and uh, vice versa. But I would say the director and the playwright and maybe the producer have something in mind they're looking for. And probably when you walk through the door, they know if you have it or not. And it has nothing to do with anything except what they're picturing in their minds. Right. So if you do a great job, and often actors do, and somebody says, well, he's just not right for the role or she's not right for the role or they are not right for the role. It's because they've got something in their minds. Yeah. So try not to take every one of those moments as a rejection. And I know it's hard because you work your heart out and you, 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 know, you learn the lines and you have a great idea. I remember when I lost one part, I thought, oh, that was such a good idea I had. Why didn't they go for it? Yeah. It's not bring that idea to something else. Did did it? Did you just well, it was very specific to the character. Oh, it was Hot Baltimore, actually, and I was the second choice. Mm-hmm. And it was I. I had made all these choices about her being a, a a vegan and you know being very very spiritual and wearing garlic around my neck. And I had this whole. And I thought it was like, oh man, I'm going to get this part, and I did. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it broke my heart. So I don't know if I can stop heartbreak. Yeah. But, but I would love to yeah. if I could. It's absolutely part of it. I remember I auditioned for um, Godspell when it was coming, last coming. And I think it was uh, what in the, the theater that I did in transit. And what theater is that? Circle and Square. Circle and Square. And Circle and Square. And part of that audition was you had to make up some sort of elaborate like display and this sort of thing where you taught. You know, it's like, you know, they're all sitting in the movie. They're all sitting in like the, the junkyard and they bring all, they're like, oh, look at this. It's a, it's a cup, but no, really it's an, all that stuff. And so I got this Moby rap, which was my son's. It's like this 
10 foot long piece of fabric and you know you're supposed to wrap it up and it becomes a sling for your baby and i did this whole thing so i was like this is going to be so great and it was this five minute routine where i like used rouge and like like the poster you know where he's got a little rouge and all these other things it was this elaborate sort of display that went along with the feel of the piece and whatever dialogue or something they had given me and i did it and i'll never forget the look i think it was telsey um, never forget the look on their faces they were just like <laughs> and it was this elaborate thing and I, it was it was good it was so good but it just was not what they were looking for and i had spent like i had spent hours coming up with this thing and practicing it and and speaking there's some dings of my own and practicing it and it just it just didn't work but it wasn't because it wasn't good it was just was they were just like that is not that i'm mean, great they really were. They literally but, said you know, that was really that was really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> I know that feeling, but you know sometimes it's the agents who don't tell them the right things. You know, yeah. you know they don't say, "Well, you're doing the second scene, not the first scene," or they want you for this part, or you know, I mean, or they're looking for blah 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 blah, yeah. and sometimes they're not translating it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, what it boils down to is just going in, making strong choices, uh, having a strong view. And yes, and have fun. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Have fun. Say, "Oh, I've never done this before." You know, and yeah. we want you to have fun. We don't want you to leave the room and feel terrible. Yeah, maybe there are people who do, but I don't. Yeah, I, I doubt that there are people who do. And that's good to know that there are people who actually do, because that's sort of like you can shield yourself a little bit from that. But yeah. ultimately, I love having fun in the audition room, and I think it's so great to have someone like you in there who also wants to have fun, who's like, hey, let's just, let's play. I think yeah. if I can help actors and people like you and other people I talk to help actors to just come in the room and realize that we're there to play. We're yeah. not like going Absolutely. in on rigidly doing this one thing and have to get it right. It's a, it's a, it's a dialogue. Yes, and, and you know that dialogue with the director is very important. Yeah. Really important to find out if you speak the same language. If yeah. He, he or she can give you a, di a direction and it will take on you. Yeah. And that's play, really. Because yeah. I know some directors just say, I don't know what this scene is yet, but let's try blah, blah, blah. And so you try it. Yeah. And it's, you know, you're playing with them. Yeah, yeah. I've had people throw things at me that would they would never put on stage, yeah. but just to see what would happen. Yeah. But you're a very good auditioner, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you are. I remember. Fine, because I have a good time. Exactly. Well, thank you. I really thank you very much for your time. Thank you for the information. I know that's going to be very, very helpful for you. I can't wait to see what you do. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work 
or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R E R I S E T H E A T R E dot org, because only together we rise. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 